This week's episode is part one of an interview I did with Mark Ellis of Mark Ellis Reviews. Mark is a prolific writer and YouTuber and I wanted to get him on the show to give you a taste of what it takes to start blogging and or YouTubing and to explain his workflow process. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. Now this week's episode is different, but it is the 200th episode after all. So what better way than to geek out for 20 minutes or so and learn about starting a content creating business and how to juggle creating content with a freelance career. So sit back, listen and enjoy. Part two of this conversation, by the way, will be posted next week. So let's get started, Mark. If you could just give us a little brief introduction, what's your background and uh, what got you to start your YouTube channel? Yeah, well, firstly, Carl, thanks for having me on the channel. I really, really appreciate it. Big fan. And um, I'm certainly not on, on the level of you when it comes to productivity, but I, I do try my best, uh, as you'll find out. But um, yeah, just very, I suppose, very potted history of who I am. Uh, by trade, by day, I'm a, a marketer. So digital marketing is the thing that I do. It's the thing I've done for, for many years. Um, but yeah, in 2020, Year's gone so quickly, hasn't it? Uh, 2020, <laughs> I started a YouTube channel, which I'd put off for many, many years. I'd, I'd wanted to do it for a long, long time. Um, but last year, just thought, no, no excuses now. Let's get on with it. Um, and originally, it was going to be a, a, a productivity slash freelancer-based channel because I've been a freelancer for many years myself. And I, I thought I could help people who wanted to get into that game. Um, however, the other part of it was tech reviews. And I quickly found that doing tech reviews was something which I enjoyed more the audience seemed to be there. It seemed to build a bit quicker. And I went for that, basically. So the productivity stuff actually got left left behind. Um, I left it to experts like yourself. But um, yeah, that's pretty much, like I say, a very sort of potted history of where I am now. And I think, as you've, as you've mentioned, you know, I, I kind of focus largely on Apple, Apple gear, mm -hmm. Apple stuff. Um, but I do have a, a bit of a wider, a wider mindset in terms of other, other things that are out there. Well, I did see recently you've been experimenting with a Surface Pro. Yes, I have. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I've not used Windows for about twenty years. I use Windows. Mm. I, I used to be a huge Windows user. Um, mm. I caused a bit of a stink not long ago uh, on a video that I did, was which was a video reaction to Windows Eleven, the Windows Eleven announcement. Um, a lot of people took that the wrong way and thought I was having a dig at Windows. I wasn't. I, 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 I have. I have a, big soft spot for windows um but yeah i thought i should get back into it as windows 11 is on the horizon and and just widen my my, my view on these things it is and actually i found that these days the compatibility i mean whilst not on a level power of course it is getting better i mean i've got a lot of my clients are using OneNote as their notes app and it's solid on a mac i mean it really is on an ipad I, I would put it in the top three notes apps on an iPad. It's so good. And the writing, handwriting abilities for OneNote on iPad is just wow. Um, I, that challenges Apple Notes, actually, with, with the writing apps. So I know that they're a lot better. And I've, I've played around with uh, Outlook as well, because I have a lot of clients 
who use Outlook. So I've wanted to learn how it how it works. And that's quite solid on a Mac as well. A lot better than when I first started trying to use Windows uh, or app, Microsoft apps on a Mac in 2002, 2003. It was horrendous then. Um, yeah, so these days it's a lot, lot easier. Uh, compatibility is a lot better as well. So um, I agree. Yeah. yeah, Outlook's fantastic, actually. I, I really like Outlook on the Mac. It's, mm. it's really good. Um, very quickly on OneNote, I've not used OneNote, or very, very briefly, but not, not to mm. a great extent. But I know that a lot of my audience keep telling me to, to try it out. So I think I'll it is. It's a, it's a very, very good app, and um, it's solid as well. There's a little, The only problems I've ever had with it is syncing issues. It, I just, it, I don't know why. It, there's always, even with my clients who are using Windows, they seem to get syncing issues between devices. But I'm sure there is a fix on that one. So um, maybe that's just us the way we set it up. So anyway, so let's get back to your productivity, how you actually using, uh, how you get to work. So we know you're doing freelancing, but you're also, I know you've got, you're, you're writing a blog and I know it's on Medium and you, I think you've also got it on your own website. So how do you, how do you come up, start writing a blog? Cause I'm always fascinated with this. It's like, where do you collect your ideas? How do those ideas bubble up into, an actual finished uh, blog post. Um, I think the key the key tool for this is something called Notion, which I discovered last year when I set up the channel. And it's uh, I'm not sure if you use it yourself, Carl, but it's something which a lot of YouTubers use. Um, and that is where all my ideas go. So and my ideas come from all sorts of places, really. But generally speaking, I quite often if I'm walking the dog, for example, I'll, inspiration will strike and I'll need to get something down in terms of a, a title idea or just just a couple, two or three bullet points about something I want to write about. Um, all that stuff goes into Notion and from there it gets developed into a blog post basically. Um, but yeah, I, I blog every day. So I blog Monday to Friday, uh, five, you know, five articles a week, um, goes onto my website then goes on to Medium, as you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. And some of those blogs, um, they're, they're created really with the intention of becoming a video eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a script. It's, it's still a, a proper blog post. But I know that further down the line, nine times out of ten, that will become a video um, for, for the YouTube channel. Um, but, yeah, in terms of kind of idea generation, it's... I've, I've written, I've always been a, a writer. So ever since I was a kid, really, I've enjoyed writing. It's just something that comes quite naturally to me, unlike things like numbers. Numbers don't come naturally to me at all, um, but words do. So I, I find it relatively relatively easy to come up with ideas. Not all of them are great. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, it's like a photographer. You take a thousand photos before you find 10, 10 decent ones. But mm. um, yeah, I, I think it's just it's something that comes quite naturally, really, in that respect. Mm. Yeah. And where do you do most of your writing? So Notion is where you're collecting ideas, but where do you actually do the writing? Do you do that in Notion or something else? No, I don't use Notion for writing. Well, the, re the reason for that, I'm not that keen on the way that Notion deals with text. It's a, it's not bad just for making notes and things, but in terms of longer form writing, I, I just find it a bit cumbersome. Um, I use an app called Ulysses, which if anyone mm -hmm. has read my blog or seen my videos knows I, I go on about this fairly incessantly. I'm a bit like a broken record, but Ulysses is by far the best um, writing app I've found. And I've used mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I used to be quite a big Scrivener user mm -hmm. um, for two or three years, actually. That was my main writing app of choice. But um, I switched to Ulysses about three years ago. Um, and it's just brilliant. I think what Ulysses does fantastically is it combines uh, what's called distraction-free writing. So it strips away all of the stuff that you people are used to with with word you know all the big ribbon bar and all the user interface elements that get in the way of you know 
creativity and writing. Gets rid of all that, but it does retain a lot of functionality, which for me is absolutely vital. From a productivity perspective, the ability to write a blog and publish it directly to WordPress, which is what my website runs from, and all of that like I say, from one app, is just massive in terms of time saving. Um, I've got it down to a real fine art now. And it all it's all based around the way that, that Ulysses works. Uh, you know, Ulysses uses Markdown as well. I don't know if, if people are familiar with Markdown, which is a very kind of relatively simple um, kind of markup language for formatting text for different, you know, whether basically when you format text in Markdown, it will always appear correctly wherever you publish it, basically, uh, nine times out of ten. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just brilliant. And, and very quickly going back to Windows, the one reason I can't use the Surface laptop wholesale is because I can't find anything that comes close on the Windows platform to Ulysses on Mac. And Ulysses is, is a Mac-only app. And that's been really frustrating because as a writer, it's, it's just, I, c I can't live without that. I, I need that very specific tool. That's actually the same for me as Ulysses is my, is my go-to writing app. I do all my writing in that but though funnily you mentioned it i do use scrivener for my books uh these days i'm not right i am actually in the middle of writing a book right now and i just like the way that scrivener organizes the chapters because i can move things around i know i could do that in ulysses but i've been using ulysses for about five years now and i've kept everything in like a uh, an archive section at the bottom and i was just looking at it and there's over a thousand articles in there and i thought okay i'm going to put in an 80,000 word book with probably 25 chapters, it's just going to get crazy. So I, I wanted to keep that separate. But also Scrivener gives me that option to be able to send it out as an EPUB format or Kindle format much easier than uh, Ulysses does. But I, Ulysses is every day it's on my computer. It's opened every day. And actually, I've got a funny story. Before we actually had the lockdown um, and I was still living in Seoul, I would start my blog, I would write, I write one blog post a week. I would start writing it on Monday morning while I was on the subway train. So it was used to be a, a 30 minute subway ride and I would start it and I'd start Ulysses on my phone, on my iPhone. Then I would, if I had to wait for the, for the student that I was teaching, I'd be using my iPad to write it. And then I would finish off the draft when I got home on my desktop. And I thought I haven't come across an app actually works so it just synchronizes like almost in real time and it was just incredible like you know drive there maybe 10 minutes of writing sorry on the subway 10 minutes of writing in a coffee shop and then back on the subway coming back and exactly where I left off on my phone I could continue and yeah I, I can't imagine using anything else other than Ulysses for writing because you say distraction free and I publish directly to Medium from from Ulysses, so it just automatically just get boom straight in there. So yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it's such a big thing, like you said with OneNote earlier, and um, mm. yeah, I think I've I've had the exact same experience with Ulysses. It just it never fails. Touch wood, never fails with, with <laughs> sync. And I, actually, funny enough, is one of the reasons I, I left Scrivener because I, I I didn't enjoy the fact that it used. I don't know if it still does, but back then it used Dropbox for syncing, and it was just a bit a bit flaky wasn't particularly reliable and as you say when you when you're on that kind of schedule where you, you may start you know I, I quite often start writing on my ipad air for example mm. um i need to know that when i go out with my macbook later on that blog is going to be exactly where i left it because if it's not right. then yeah. you're in a whole world of pain at that stage so yeah it's just it's just fantastic you're right it is i mean it is it is one of my i say there's not many apps that i open every day but ulysses 
is because I do all my newsletters in there, blog posts, everything gets done in Ulysses. So, yeah. Um, and then you get it published to your website. Now, you're also doing YouTube, as you mentioned. So, so you give me a little hint, actually, that where a YouTube video is likely to start is obviously from a blog post that you write. So how do you, how do you convert that? I mean, obviously, when, I, when you do your videos, you're not reading a script. So you're, you're actually quite live. So how do you put your videos together? And so the, the way it kind of transitions from a blog to a video, it's quite simple, actually, probably simpler mm. than people think. Uh, like you said, I don't work from a script purely because I'm not I'm not good enough to, to read from a script. I'm, I'm, that's not one of my skills. So mm. um, I've always when it, since I started the channel, I've basically worked from bullet points. So mm. I'll, I'll actually have the main theme of the of the of the, of the video. Um, the only part that is sort of scripted is, is the intro. So I do a very quick hook at the start. And then some of the intro is, is a little bit scripted. But beyond that, you know, the, the kind of the main portion of the video is me reading from bullet points. And the way that I found I can get that process of going from blog to video done efficiently is that I take the, the original blog and I then take bits of that blog that I know will translate well to video and just put them into sections basically. So if it's a review of a you know, of a laptop, for example, um, the blog may be written conveniently, you know, talking about the design, then talking about the performance. I can take each of those sections and have them as chapters or theoretical chapters within the video and just take the actual text from the blog and bullet point it. So split it up from the paragraph into bullet points, remove stuff that I just don't, you know, wouldn't translate to video very well. Um, and that's it really. And mm. then when I start filming my, my A-roll, you know, my, my pieces to camera, um, it's just a case of glancing at the bullet points and and kind of talking really. And um, as you know yourself, Carly, you end up with a lot of footage that you have to then sift through and edit and, and make cuts and things. But um, I love that part of it, but yeah, that, that's that's how it kind of works, really. And again, it's just that process. I've, I've really, it's not perfect. I'm still refining it, but I've I've really nailed down quite a nice process for me, um, mm -hmm. which gets from blog to video, and and you're away basically. Well, that's you just reminded me of, of something that I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk about probably about four or five years ago, where he was always talking about reconstitute your content. And he, he put, a, I think he put a presentation file that you could download from his website or from somewhere and i'd still have it and he just explained how he would take a blog post that would become a instagram uh post which would become a facebook and a tweet and he would just show how he would take key points out and marry it specifically to the medium he was using and uh, i got a lot of inspiration from that because a lot of I think now a lot of my weeks, I will have a theme for the week. So my videos will be done on a theme, my blog posts, and also my newsletters will actually come on a theme based on that. Probably, as you say, it's actually the, the blog post because there's something about a blog post where you can, because you, it's a bit slower, you can think it through as you're writing that first draft. And it's not necessarily the, the final product, but it, it gives you everything you need them for everything else that will follow after that. Yeah. So. And also when it comes to video, it certainly it helps um, the video process itself because you've because you've written that blog post, it's already fresh in your mind. As long as you don't leave it too long between writing the blog to filming your, your video, um, mm. you know, the thoughts that you had and the way you wrote it are kind of quite fresh. So when you're doing the, because it's, as you know, it's never natural talking to a lens. It's, mm. It always feels weird no matter how many videos you've made. Um, but it's mm. a bit easier and it becomes a bit more natural if you've already written something and you've thought about it. And yeah, I, 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 I know that we, we 
what you're referring to with uh, with Gary Vaynerchuk and um, yeah repurposing content is such an important part of what I do because um, yeah. also a lot of those in fact every every video I create is also a podcast which is a members only podcast for my Patreon uh, members mm-hmm. and it's it's just a very easy thing to do you know you just export the audio and they've got a podcast so it's easy for me high value for mm-hmm. them and uh, yeah nice a nice simple process yeah oh, that's cool excellent so you've actually you're working so workflow for you is actually a big thing it gets a lot of your work done how do you fit the time in for doing your freelance work <laughs> five <laughs> blog posts a week i think you're doing about three videos a week and a podcast <laughs> um i get up really early i'm, I'm a bit odd i, I start work at 6 a.m um, even though i'm not a morning person I, do, I've, I found that i can i can actually really get a lot of work done between the hours of sort of six and and nine in the morning um mm. and I, I only started doing that really la- last year actually when i started mm. the, the channel and um you know i, I started to see a bit of a bit of uh, you know uh, momentum and it was growing relatively quickly and i thought okay if i put the time in i can keep it growing and um nothing comes easy in life particularly with with business and you know if, you, mm-hmm. if you're kind of trying to achieve some sort of success in something you, you've got to put the hours in and um you know, I, I don't kind of intend on doing this for the rest of my life. You know, <clears throat> I, I want to I get to the point where I can pull back slightly. Um, mm-hmm. But at the moment, yeah, it's very much kind of longer, slightly longer days. Uh, I try to avoid working at the weekends, but my days are very much, uh, I don't time block, but it's, it's, it's akin to time blocking because it's, mm. I have specific sections throughout the day when I'm doing certain things. And also my contracts, you know, for example, my main contract is based in Canada. So those guys wake up a bit later in the day. So it all kind of works quite nicely, but um, mm. yeah, early mornings and occasional late late evenings. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> but I, it's interesting <laughs> you mentioned about the time blocking because I noticed that that's something that seems to have happened with me as well. And it didn't happen. A lot of it didn't happen intentionally. It just for some reason Monday morning I write my blog post. It it it's, I've been doing it now for four or five years, and it doesn't feel right when it gets to Monday morning. I actually have two calls first thing in the morning but they finish at 9am and then uh, I'll have a 10, 15 minute break, but then it's like, okay, writing time. It's Monday writing time. And I'll sit and write quite a, do a lot of my writing, not just the blog post, but other things right up until lunchtime. It's usually about the time I'm beginning to flag. And uh, that's time for me, a little bit like you is I, a lot of my clients are in a different time zone. So they're asleep while in the afternoon for me. So I can do, like my exercise, take the dog for a walk, clean up the house, whatever, um, in the afternoon. So that, but I have to come alive again in the evening because that's when my clients are usually awake. So, yeah. uh, but it works very well for that. So there you go. That is part one. Coming up next week, Mark and I talk about Apple's iOS 15 release and a few other topics related to getting your work done. Thank you very much for listening and it just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week.